Hi there, Dr. Kirk Triplett here, Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute. And uh, one of the things I thought I would do today is we've kind of gone through the six components over the, um, the first uh, six, seven episodes of Pastors Positive Mental Health. Then we looked at, at uh, the three episodes on burnout, what that looks like, the stages of burnout, you know, the emotional exhaustion, the depersonalization, and the lack of personal accomplishment. And what I have created is a tool for pastors, but I think this could, um, you know, transfer to someone's personal life too. Uh, and so we can kind of talk about that. But I wanted to go through this assessment tool. And it's one thing that I give to pastors that I encourage them to look at on a weekly basis, kind of reflect on their week, uh, maybe even a monthly basis, and kind of help them understand that that people are actually influencing building their positive mental health. Some of the things that, that we realize is that when we take the time to look at positive mental health and do and do the exercises that build positive mental health, it combats those things of stress, anxiety, and depression um, that actually contribute to negative mental health and then moving towards burnout. So I just want to take some time to go through this tool. Um, and so it's a little academic, I guess, or a little more, uh, you know, assessment oriented, but I think it's valuable. If you find a pastor or if you are a pastor uh, and you, you want this resource, or if you know somebody who could use this resource, please, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can, uh, you can go to pastors, positive mental health Institute on Facebook. You can email me D R T R I P L E T T P M H Dr. Triplett. PMH at gmail.com and I'll be happy to give this tool to you. So again, it's a Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute. So we're going to look at personal satisfaction. That's the first one that we look at. And this is how you look at life with optimism, your ability to exhibit empathy and to help others maintain positive relationships. So um, one of the things as we looked at there was uh, affirmation and optimism satisfaction with life. So I would look at this and say, okay, I feel affirmed when church members, so let me look at my week. Um, well, I had a church member that says, man, you bless me. Um, I appreciate he laughed with me. I had one that, that said, hey, do you enjoy um, hanging out with us on Wednesday nights and, and doing these studies? And he goes, I want to make sure it's not just a checkbox for you. Um, so I felt affirmed that they were affirming that 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 what I was doing was something valuable to them. So I feel affirmed when church members recognize my efforts and my desire to help them grow. So that's how I would put that. And then I feel satisfied in life when church members, let's see, satisfied in life. So when church members respond, so I have a couple guys that, that I meet with throughout the week and, and I'm seeing life in, in them and I'm seeing uh, more doctrinal uh, viewpoints and, and growth in Christ. So I feel satisfied in life when church members are growing in Christ. Um, I had a church member that that uh, got baptized this week, uh, and uh, you know her 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 family came who aren't uh, Christians, and and her her boyfriend who's not a Christian. So I feel satisfied in life um, with that, and that also goes into I am most optimistic about the future when church members do what when they respond right when they hang out and have fellowship like we had this week when someone's not feeling well and you know that they're missing being here when I got a great hug from a gal. I hadn't seen in a while from the quilting group this week. So 
I feel optimistic about the future and definitely optimistic about the future. Again, looking at that baptism um, this week and just seeing the life that is in. And another family that uh, I'd given given some communion instruction to and uh, they came forward to the table uh, this last week. So again, those are things that made me optimistic about the future, satisfied, and it affirms that I'm doing a good job. So then I, what I would do is I, I would create one sentence that speaks to personal satisfaction from all these previous things. So I feel personally satisfied and optimistic about the future when church members tell me um, that they are growing in the Lord, show me that they are growing to the Lord, and have uh, life and growth in Christ. So something as simple as that. And sometimes that last sentence is hard because, you know, we're doing all these other things. So then we would move on to pro-social attitude. So this is how you genuinely show concern for the well-being of others and help church members accept others with differing social characteristics. So I feel like I can socialize with church members when they, well, when they treat me like a person. So again, this last week, you know, people saying, how are you doing? Uh, you know, sometimes when, how is your dad doing? I've got that question this last week. And I really appreciated that because um, it goes into the next one. I know I am cared for when a church member, uh, when they do what? Well, when they ask, how are you doing? Are you working too hard? Are you getting the rest that you need? Um, are you, do you need anything as we get into this busy Advent season? Um, so those are things. And so then I would look at that church members show me gratitude when they, when they say thank you, when, and it's just not saying thank you, but you can see that they really appreciate it. Um, uh, there's an older gentleman in our congregation became a member a couple months ago, um, and just the life that he shares after service when he says, thank you, pastor, have a great week. Uh, you can just see that, that it was meaningful to him. So then I would create one sentence that speaks to pro-social attitude from the previous sentences. So I feel like I am cared for and can socialize with church members because they care about me they give me genuine gratitude, and there is life that I see in their lives. So then we would look at self-control, and this is how you exhibit emotional balance and control, the ability to regulate frustration and stress, coping with stress and conflict. So then again, this is this tool. So church members help relieve my stress when they, well, I had a couple guys that have been dealing with a certain situation in the church, not getting anywhere, trying to help somebody. And I had a couple guys say, let us, do this. And then one guy said, I started bringing meals to this guy on, on, in the week. And I'm like, wow, that relieves my stress because it's not all on me. It is easier to deal with conflict when church members are reasonable, um, when, you know, we talk things out. And so again, this week, you know, having some struggles, one person struggling with another church member, not anything major, but being able to talk through it and receiving that, that counsel. And I am encouraged when a church member, what, when they actually step out and they go do stuff. And so when they ask, you know, how can we help? How can we um, help this situation? What are some challenges that we see? Uh, you know, I'm encouraged uh, with uh, it. And so then I would create one sentence that speaks to self-control from the previous sentence. So church members help me deal with stress and anxiety and conflict and encourage me when they get involved and they understand that stressful work of pastoral leadership. So, you know, I can look at that and recognize that. So the next one would be autonomy, how you feel personal 
personally secure and self-confident, your ability to self-regulate personal behavior and know your self-identified standards. Again, now this speaks directly to uh, depersonalization, right? I need to know that I'm confident, I need to be able to self-regulate my behavior, and I need to know my self-identified standards. So I know church members trust me to make decisions when they say, well, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, a good example was, you know, I, I, I was trying to decide what time to do our Christmas Eve service if we wanted to change it. And really, the, the elder board was like, eh, you know, it doesn't matter. You can make the decision, uh, you, you know, um, whatever, it, it doesn't matter. But then I asked some other people, and this leads me to the second one. Church members make me feel confident in my ability when they actually are on, you know, I asked somebody else, you know, yeah, I always got to ask the women of the church. It's not just always about what the men think because we, we're, we're short-sighted. And she, she said, well, we could do the earlier service, but it would really be beneficial if we kept it at this one time. Um, and so that really helped me. So it made me feel confident in my ability because I was able to listen to them. So I, again, creating that one sentence that speaks to autonomy. I feel autonomy or autonomous when church members say they trust me with their decisions, but are also open and honest, but ultimately yield the decision and trusting me to make one that is beneficial. And then we have problem solving and self-actualization. How you adapt to change makes analytical decisions and problem solve. How well do you embrace continuous learning plus growth and development? So it's interesting. One thing that I've tried to do is, is, um, is read a book every two weeks. And so, so far I'm on track and, and I have support from that and I'm able to share that with other church members. So church members support my personal growth when they, well, a couple things, they ask me questions and, and they're willing to be patient for me to give them an answer. Um, I know church members value my opinion when they actually do come to me and they say, hey, what do you think, uh, about this. So again, just this week, I've had a couple people say, hey, I'm dealing with this situation with this person or at work or with my spouse. Um, what what do you think? You know, uh, my personal growth is, is what are you reading right now? How can I, and going through books with other people, sharing books with other people and being able to talk to them. And so again, that, that personal growth, I submit a budget for this next year of some personal growth items, some, some continuing education that I'd like to take part in. And, and, and a bigger book budget. Um, and so, you know, and it wasn't received with, oh, I can't believe it. It's like, well, yeah, that probably makes sense. So to create one sentence that speaks to my problem solving is church members um, trust me and value my opinion when they seek uh, my personal growth and, uh, again, my opinion on matters that are concerning regular everyday life. And then lastly, interpersonal relationship skills. The aptitude to establish friendships that are lasting with others. How well you address the feelings of others and give emotional support. So a lot of these, as you can see, are tied together, but church members make me feel emotionally supported when they tell me they're praying for me. I have a, a gentleman that comes every week and it, we will at some point, he'll say, how are you doing? What can we pray for? And he'll pray there in the moment. That's really That really helps me want to be friends with him and helps me really want to have lasting relationship with him. I want to be friends with the church member when they hang out with me, when they share common interests, when they when they don't expect me to always have this pastor role, but I can actually be a friend. And so I have a couple guys, like I said, that I meet with every week, and uh, they're younger guys, but and there's this kind of this mentor relationship with them. But at the same time, we have a good time. We hang out. Um, even, uh, you know, one of the guys who is 
who's a little closer to, to me, we, we do ministry um, things together. And, and so we're planning and we're trying to write music and we get distracted and we laugh and we have a good time. So that is really encouraging to me. And so I can be a friend with the church member because I know they love me because uh, there's not this weird. So again, on Wednesday nights, I meet with these guys and it's just a bunch of guys hanging out. Now, yes, are we talking about theology? Or are we talking about the Bi- uh, doing Bible study? Yeah, absolutely. But but really, it give, that's the vehicle that gives us an opportunity to share life together and we can really understand uh, other people. So again, to create one sentence that speaks to interpersonal relationship skills from those previous sentences. So I feel like I can have a friendships with church members because they truly care about me. They ask how I'm doing. They pray for me and we laugh together. I mean, it's as simple as that. And so when we look at this, it's good for me and for other pastors, I think, to take time to acknowledge how God uses the church members to build our positive mental health. I think sometimes we we uh, feel isolated and I think even as people, we can, we can carry the weight of the world. And so when we look at these tools, how can you as a person just look and reflect upon your week and go, how did someone make me feel optimistic about the future? How did someone give me this moment in my life where I said, oh, you know, life is going to be okay. How did someone care for me in a way that I actually wanted to care for others? Um, How did someone help me relieve stress? How did someone speak into my life and say, here, let me help you with that? Or they spoke a word of wisdom into my life. How did someone make me feel confident in myself and that I could actually make up my own mind and, and maybe supported me in a decision that I make? How did someone, you know, reach out to me to say, hey, I have this problem. How can you help me this week? And realizing that we actually have an ability to give an opinion that is wisdom and and helpful to others. And then interpersonal relationship skills. What are some things that people did this week that that make me want to be friends with them? Or uh, And so sometimes we don't want to miss that they want to be friends. And so though this is a pastoral tool, positive mental health is not strictly to pastors. It is to every person who has ever had breath. So I hope you can enjoy this. Um, we'll start looking at just some different issues that pastors deal with uh, throughout the week. I want to look at ambiguous job ex- expectations and things such as that over the upcoming weeks. If you have a suggestion or somebody you would like me to interview uh, that you think would work, please reach out to me and let me know. Again, Dr. Triplet PMH at gmail.com. You can also go to Facebook, Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute, and reach out to me there. Again, if you benefit from this podcast, uh, please uh, like it. Please subscribe so you get notifications. And then please share it with others. So together, let's help the church flourish.